Hello friends, this is Stephen from Dream Gun, and we have shows on sale in Dublin and London right now. We are home in Dublin this June the 15th to the 17th with updated film reads of The Matrix, Jurassic Park and Titanic at Smock Alley Theatre. Featuring the award-winning ensemble of Tony Cantwell, Ronan Carey, Stephen Culver, that's me, Finbar Doyle, Hannah Manless, Aaron McGathy and Edwin Salmon. Uh, the show's at Smock Alley Theatre and tickets are on sale right now. Head to dreamgun.ie forward slash tickets. Meanwhile in London, we are now performing every month at 21 Soho with a different film read every month and different guests joining us on the stage. This month's London film is Batman Begins, but if you're in the future, it's probably a different film and you can find out which one at dreamgun.ie forward slash tickets. Hi, I'm James. I'm Gavin. And I'm Stephen. And we are Dream Gun. And you are listening to a classic episode of Dream Gun Film Reads. Where we take our favorite movies and then totally rewrite them and put a bunch of jokes and nonsense in them. And then the show is performed by actors and comedians who haven't read the script, so everything you hear is completely unrehearsed. If you enjoy Film Reads, please subscribe to the podcast in your podcast app and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't know what to say in your review, just use it to tell us what film you'd like us to read next. Because we're running out of ideas. (laughs) If you'd like to support the show, there's two ways to do it. You can subscribe to Film Reads on Patreon. Patreon subscribers get early access to episodes, bonus uncut recordings, and tickets to the live show. Or you can see us in person. If you'd like to see Film Reads live, you can check out dreamgun.ie for tickets to all of our upcoming shows or follow us. We are at Dreamgun and Sons on all the socials. We perform regularly in Dublin and London and at festivals all around the world. Please enjoy Dream Gun Film Reads. Dream Gun! is changed. Much that once was is lost, for none now live who remember it. So fair warning, I'm going to be taking a lot of poetic license. It began with the forging of the great rings. Three were given to the elves, immortal, wisest and fairest of all beings. And I'm not just saying that because I am one. I'm saying it because it's true. Seven to the dwarf lords, sleepy, dopey, Bashful and Dinklage. Great miners of the mountain halls. Twelve more to the Chicago Bears. Rightful winners of the 1986 Super Bowl. And the rest given away to the race of men in selected boxes of honey loops. But they were all of them deceived. The evil edgelord Sauron chose to make another ring, a super secret ring that would be the best one. One ring to rule them all, one ring to find them, one ring to bring them all, and in the darkness, just get them all together, see what happens. In an effort to conquer Middle-earth, Sauron, ever the big bully boy, began smashing dudes on a battlefield. When all hope had faded, Isildur, son of the king, took up his father's sword and sliced off Sauron's fingers where he keeps his ring. The ring passed to Isildur, who had this one chance to destroy evil forever. But the hearts of men are easily corrupted, and the ring of power has a will of its own. It betrayed Isildur and just sort of rolled away. (laughs) The ring traveled the lands for many years, mainly downhill or on slopes. 
But something happened then the ring did not intend. It was picked up by the most unlikely creature imaginable in the most tiresome prequel imaginable. A hobbit. The Hobbit. Bilbo Baggins of 17B Bag End, the Shire, Dublin 12. For the time will soon come when hobbits will shape the fortunes of all. And we're all boned. For those pudgy potato boys ain't good for shit. Jerry Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the Fellowship of the Ring. Adapted from just a really solid game at Dungeons and Dragons he ran in college. <laughs> the Shire, present day, or possibly the future. An excessively quaint Middle English village. A sleepy, sepia town where a yellow traffic light still means slow down, not speed up. <laughs> it's surprisingly clean despite the fact we don't see any signs of plumbing or a place to put out wheelie bins. <laughs> this picturesque pastoral bliss remains untouched by the meddling Central European Commission. <laughs> A big, tall, old fantasy man appears on the horizon. A sort of dirty Dumbledore. His cart is chased by some shoeless children. Gandalf's big, Gandalf's big, big from the north, and he brought fireworks. The finest fireworks in all of Nuri. The back of his cart explodes in a dazzling array of kaboom. I, I, I meant to do that. Hooray! Frodo Baggins, a wide-eyed boy child forged from raw innocence, and Elijah Wood. He's a hobbit, which are basically what Tolkien imagines people from Sheffield are like. <clears throat> You're late. A wizard is never late, Frodo Baggins, nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. Except for one time at my sister's, but I had a very good excuse. You didn't think I'd miss your Uncle Bilbo's birthday? Half the Shire's been invited. We hired a bouncy castle and a big flammable wicker statue with a Scottish policeman in it. They arrive at one of the iconic Shire houses where the doors are circles, so there's a lot riding on one hinge. And they see Bilbo, who needs no introduction because that nice lady introduced him earlier. We don't want any more visitors, well-wishers, or distant relations. And what about very old friends? Yeah, those two. Those are the worst. Oh, whoops. My dear Gandalf. Good to see you. 111 years old. Who would believe it? You haven't aged a day. I don't know how you do it. You really don't take care of yourself at all. I know, I'm pretty sure I saw him smoking a stick of butter earlier. I want to see mountains again, Gandalf. Tell me, are they still pointy like they were? Oh, sharper than you could ever imagine. Oh, fantastic. I'm old, Gandalf. I don't know, I feel thin. 
sort of stretched like butter spread over too much bread, like one book spread over too many movies. <laughs> Later, the Hobbit version of Body and Soul is in full swing. It's raucous and working class, like the lower deck of the Titanic. Mary and Pippin, the Hobbit ant and deck, are up to some fireworks malarkey. Cool fireworks, Mary. Thanks, Pippin. No problem, Mary. We're two people. Bilbo gets up and gives his father of the bride birthday speech. My dear Bagginsons and Boffins, quick announcement, the light is out in the bathroom, so you'll have to do your piddles in the dark. Anyway, uh, today is my 111th birthday. Too short a time to live among such admirable hobbits. Yay! <laughs> I don't know half of you half as well as I should like, and I like less than half of you half as well as you deserve. And liking half of you is one third of a two. Ooh, we're confused. <laughs> I regret to announce this is the end. This is the first of the series' many endings. <laughs> I'm going now. I bid you a very fond farewell. Goodbye. He puts on the ring and vanishes like Hollow Man 2 with Christian Slater. <laughs> We see footprints appear in the mud, a gate opening, and then a bike cycling away. The remaining crowd naturally assumed that he exploded of old age and hold his funeral the next day. The turnout is poor. <laughs> Back at Bilbo's Warren. Well, suppose you think that was terribly clever. Come on, Gandalf. Did you see their faces? They were terrified. There are many magic rings in this world, Bilbo Baggins, but then you spin into some spikes in the casino zone and they scatter everywhere. I don't want to see that happening to you. It was just a bit of fun. Oh, you're probably right, as usual. I'm gonna go walk the Camino. And I'm leaving all my things and considerable debts to Frodo. <laughs> And I'm leaving Frodo to you. <laughs> what about this ring of yours? Is that staying too? Oh no, he's coming with me. I think you should leave the ring behind, Bilbo. I think you've had that ring quite long enough. You, you want it for your big hands. <laughs> Bilbo Baggins! Gandalf gets real big and his hair starts to blow like he's a supermodel in a wind tunnel. <laughs> Do not take me for some conjurer of cheap tricks. My tricks are expensive tricks. I'm not trying to rob you. I'm trying to help you. With all his strength, Bilbo drops the ring on the floor, which is a bit rude. <laughs> I've thought of an ending for my book. Other novels by this author are... Goodbye, dear Bilbo. Later, Frodo bungles in the door. Where are you going? 
That's too late. He hasn't gone, has he? <laughs> he talked for so long about leaving, about going invisible at his birthday. I didn't think he'd really do it. He's gone to stay with the elves. The ring is yours now. Put it somewhere out of sight. Perhaps the back of your head. Where are you going? <laughs> there are some things that I must see to. There's some sneaky dickies going on with this ring. But you've only just arrived. I don't understand. Neither do I. Keep it secret. Keep it safe. I mean, keep it in a safe. Gandalf goes off to his local library and finds out what the ring is about. After a long journey, Gandalf returns. <laughs> is it secret? Is it in a safe? What? No, no, it's still on the floor. <laughs> Gandalf, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I, I immediately forgot about it. Frodo, I've been gone for a year. Give me that. What are you doing? Gandalf puts the ring in an envelope and tosses it in the fire in an attempt to post it to hell. <laughs> he takes the ring back from the flames. It's glowing. Hold out your hand, Frodo. It's quite cool. It's elegant. Simple, you know. Not too showy. What, what can you see? Any tiny writing? Nothing. There's nothing here. The end. But wait, there's more! Wait! There are markings. It's some, sort, some form of elvish. I can't read it. There are few who can. It's very badly taught in primary school. <laughs> the language is that of Mordor. In the common tongue, it says, one ring to rule them all, one ring to find them, one ring to bring them all, and I can never remember the last bit. <laughs> Something about a cloudy day? <laughs> this is the One Ring, forged by the Dark Lord Sauron in the fires of Mount Doom. Go on. <laughs> there is one other who knew that Bilbo had the ring. I looked everywhere for the creature Gollum, but the enemy found him first. I don't know how long they tortured him, but amidst the endless screams and inane babble, they discerned two words, Shire and Please Stop Torturing Me. <laughs> That rat! You're right, Frodo, he is a rat. That means they're coming here. Take it, Gandalf. Take it from me. Don't tempt me, Frodo. <laughs> Understand, through me, it would wield a power too great and terrible to imagine. No, Frodo. It must only be taken by losers. <laughs> by... By little stumpy dim-doms like yourself. Wait for the village, Bree. I'll be waiting for you at the Inn of the Prancing Pony. The Prancing Pony, Gandalf, that kind of place is not really my scene. <laughs> Nonsense. The Prancing Pony is where I've had some of my most interesting experiences. The leather makes the most formidable armor. The chains are just fun. Stay off the road, travel only by day, sleep at night. That's how day and night works. Suddenly, Gandalf's Shelob senses start tingling. Think about it. 
and he pulls someone through the window. <gasps> Confound it all, Samwise Gamgee. Have you been eavesdropping? It's Samwise Gamgee. <laughs> Frodo's gardener, potato masher, and bin man. A plump country boy who needs no introduction. I mean, deserves no introduction. <laughs> what did you hear? Speak! No, 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 nothing. Just a lot of exposition, sir. <laughs> please, Mr. Gandalf, sir, please don't hurt me like you did that homeless guy. <laughs> I was only being chubby in the bushes. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> oh, perhaps not. I've thought of a better use for you. The next morning, an enslaved pack horse Sam wheezes along behind Frodo. Look at you two. Best of friends heading off on a great adventure. Gandalf, I don't know this guy at all. <laughs> now be careful, both of you, best friends. The enemy has many spies in his service. Beasts. Dogs. Gandalf, I think we can b handle a bunch of dogs. Not these dogs. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. The pair of hobbits walk till they get to a scarecrow. This is it. If I take one more step, it'll be the farthest away from home I've ever been. I've always been too scared to get past this scarecrow. Come on, Sam. Remember what Bilbo used to say. Shut up, Sam. They march proudly on to certain doom. Gandalf travels to the Tower of Isengard to meet his old wizard friend from Wizard College, Sauron. He looks like he was passed over for the role of Gandalf and clearly hasn't let it go. The hour grows late and Gandalf the Grey rides to Isengard seeking the counsel of Sauron the White. Sauron. No, no, Sau Saurumon. I'm, I'm a completely different man. Sorry, my mistake. I'm sure that won't be confusing to general audiences. What brings you to Isengard, Gandalf? I seek counsel and to have a movie night. Remember, we never finished Willow. So the Ring of Power has been found. All these long years it was in the Shire, under my very nose. Bilbo's fun-time invisible ring was actually the most powerful object ever created. Sauron will summon an army great enough to launch an assault upon Middle-earth. I have seen it. Against the power of Mordor, there can be no victory. They can make a soldier in the ground in two weeks, but it takes us nine months and then 18 years, and then after that they might just decide to do something else with their lives. We must join with Sauron. It would be wise, my friend. Tell me, friend, when did Sauron the Wise abandon reason for madness? Right now! Ah. Sauron rushes Gandalf. They fight with their ambiguous wizard powers. Sauron wins by rocketing Gandalf to the roof where it's raining and there are no seats. 
Turns out Saruman was bad and pals with an evil tower with a big eye on top. Back at the edge of the Shire. Mr. Frodo? Frodo! I'm right here, Sam. I thought I'd lost you. It's just something Gandalf said. Don't you lose him, Samwise Gamgee. And I don't mean to. Sam, we talked about this. You gotta understand that just because you can't see me doesn't mean you've lost me. Mm, I, I don't know. Let's do another test. Close your eyes. Okay, but I... Oh, where'd you go? Uh. While Sam gropes hopelessly at the air, Merry and Pippin show up. Merry, look, it's Frodo Baggins. Hello, Frodo. It's me, don't you remember? Of course I do. Hey there, Pippin. No, no, I'm Merry. That's Pippin. We're two people. Yeah, sorry. Uh, To be fair, you're standing very close together. But Frodo stares down the road, distracted by the ominous sound of seven horses. Get off the road. Gandalf warned me about roads. They sneak into an alcove under some memorable tree roots. The ringwraiths, hooded metal ghosts riding presumably evil horses, arrive. They're like the four horsemen of the apocalypse, plus five more horsemen. They look like Dementors, but wait, actually no. Dementors look like ring rates. How did she get away with that? After much hiding behind trees, the hobbits make it to the prancing pony. Frodo looks around the inn. It's full of cockney drinkers, haughty barmaids, and level one quest givers. But Gandalf is nowhere to be seen. They sit at what they believe to be the Hobbit bar, but it is in fact the children's restaurant. (laughs) Merry joins them from the bar. What's that? This, my friend, is a jello shot. (laughs) They come in pints. I'm getting one. Pippin pours his drink on the floor and heads to the bar. You see, my friends, it's the measurement that gets you drunk. That fellow's done nothing but stare at you since we arrived. Sam points to a very noticeable shadow man in the corner. (laughs) At the bar, Pippi makes some friends. Baggins! Sure I know a Baggins. He's over there. Frodo Baggins. Look at my friend. His name is Frodo. (laughs) He's on a mission from God. (laughs) We're secret agents. The boys are getting too rowdy and start hassling a waitress. All right, love, what's your name? Pippin, that's too far. Uh. Frodo goes over to say, ah, now, here, but it slips. The ring uses its momentum to sneakily aerial maneuver onto Frodo's finger, and he goes divisible. The shadow man grabs Frodo and drags him to the next room. We finally get a look at that mysterious strider. He's battered by the elements, but very handsome. He's got that shaggy rock star look I like. What do you want? My pockets have nothing in them but melted chocolate. A little more caution from you. That is no trinket you carry. It's not a cheap ring from pennies. It's more like a very expensive ring from Weir and Sons. I carry nothing. Wink, wink. Indeed. To disappear entirely, that is a rare gift. I can avoid being seen if I wish by swooping my cloak and saying, look over there, and by the time you look back, I'm gone. 
Suddenly, Sam bursts in the room, armed with a candlestick and a heart of gold. Let him go! <laughs> you have a stout little heart, Hobbit, but that will not save you. My stout little heart! That's my thing! <laughs> Where are you taking us, Strider? To Rivendell, to the house of Elrond. Riverdale? We're gonna see those hot, sexy teens. <laughs> the gang awakened to find the ringwraiths snuck into their room during the night and stabbed all the pillows. They then begin their journey across the damp field biome that is Middle-earth. What about breakfast? We've already had it. Well, we've had one, yes, but what about second breakfast? Are you talking about lunch? <laughs> yes. First breakfast is breakfast, second breakfast is lunch, third breakfast is dinner, and fourth breakfast is breakfast on the following day. Where I come from, breakfast means breakfast. <laughs> Look up ahead. This is the great watchtower of Amun Sul. Oh man, such a great watchtower. We shall rest here tonight. I'm gonna have a look around. You all stay here on this highly visible tower surrounded by nothing. If anyone attacks, just roll into a ball and prepare to die. Later, after catching a few Zs, Frodo awakens to the hobbits starting a big bacon fire. Mary, what are you doing? Uh, tomatoes, sausage, nice crispy bacon, little bit of halloumi. <sighs> put it out, you fools, put it out! The wraiths sniff out the absolute banger fry. <laughs> and chase the hobbits to the top of the tower. They completely surround Frodo. Seeing no other way out, Frodo puts on the ring, and instead of making him invisible, it makes him even more visible. <laughs> Especially his shoulder, which the wraiths stab. Strider, help him, Strider! Strider arrives and sets the wraiths on fire. <laughs> this doesn't harm them, but it burns away their clothes and they run away very embarrassed. Oh no, he's been stabbed by a magic knife. This is beyond my skill to heal. He needs elvish medicine. Our human medicine is still pretty, pretty barbaric. We're six days from Rivendell. He'll never make it. We'll have to fast travel. But we'll miss all the side quests. <laughs> and we won't get a good sense of the map. Quick as a loading screen, they arrive in the lavish, the lavish elven tax haven of Rivendell. Where am I? Is this the Shelburne? <laughs> you are in the house of Elrond, and it's 10 o'clock in the morning, on October the 24th, 2001, if you want to know. I didn't, but Gandalf, where have you been? Well, Sauron has betrayed me. He put me on his roof, so I whispered a little secret to my friend, a moth, who flew all the way to the mountains on his little moth wings to tell my secret to my best buddies, the Eagles, who give me a lift here. Oh, and just before I jumped off the tower, I said, there is only one Lord of the Rings! Ha, huh, that's the name of the thing. Oh. Bless you, you're awake. We were worried about you, weren't we, Mr. Gandalf? We weren't having fun and singing and getting a wine tour of Rivendell or anything. By the skills of Lord Elrond, you're beginning to mend. We gave you a blood transfusion from a pig, but a Lord of the Rings pig, which is actually called a pog. <laughs> Welcome to Rivendell, Frodo Baggins. This is Elrond Hubbard. <laughs> Shiny Elf Lord and OT level six. 
He bestows free stress tests to the people of Rivendell. To have come so far still bearing the ring, the Hobbit has shown extraordinary resilience to its evil. It is a burden he should never have had to bear. We can ask no more of Frodo. Oh, Frodo, that reminds me, I... I need to crash at your place for like a week, week and a half, tops. Frodo, my dear boy. Bilbo! Oh, my old ring. Oh, oh, this, no, this is nothing. Oh, just a quick wear for your old Uncle Bilbo? You know I'm good for it. No, Bilbo, Gandalf told me you've had enough. Bilbo suddenly turns into an old demon woman, scaring all of the kids in the front row. (laughs) (coughs) Oh, I'm sorry, that was rude. Please don't mention this to the Council of Elrond. Welcome to the Council of me. (laughs) Grab a seat, everyone. Uh, Coffee's over there, we'll have snacks at 11. Strangers from distant lands, friends of old. You have been summoned here to answer the threat of Mordor. We've got one of everything. A dwarf, an elf, a man, a thief, the cook, his wife, and a sniper. (laughs) Middle Earth stands upon the brink of destruction. None can escape it. You will unite or you will fall. Bring forth the ring, Frodo. Frodo slowly takes out the ring. (gasps) (gasps) (coughs) So it is true. It is a ring. The ring is altogether evil. Agreed. Ring equals evil. Okay, we we done? Why not use the ring? Give Gondor the weapon of the enemy. Let me use it against him. If we wear it at a bar, Sauron will think we're married and leave us alone. You cannot wield it. None of us can. The one ring answers to Sauron alone. It has no other master. Not even Catholic God. And what would a ranger know of this matter? This is no mere ranger. He is Aragorn, son of Arathorn, handsome though his shirt is torn. (laughs) Took a small forlorn sojourn on a foggy morn. You owe him your allegiance. I am a ranger. There's a red ranger, a blue ranger, a yellow ranger, (laughs) and me, Strider. Aragorn, this is is Isildur's heir. Now this is my own heir, but yes, I am related to Isildur. (laughs) And heir to the throne of Gondor. Gondor has no king. Gondor needs no king. We've installed a democratic system. (laughs) All right, guys, come on. How how are we going to deal with this whole ring, Sitch? Okay, here's an idea just to get the ball rolling, okay? What if we just throw it into the sea? No. Remember, the ring wants to be found. We'd be all right for a while, but then years later, it'd wash up on a French beach. Like in Jumanji? Exactly like Jumanji. <laughs> the ring must be destroyed. Gimli, son of Gloin, dwarf and founder of famed animation company Studio Gimli, jumps up. Then what are we waiting for? <laughs> Gimli takes a swing at the ring with his axe. It shatters on contact with the ring, destroying his only axe. Caught up in the moment, Legolas takes out his bow and deftly fires an arrow at the ring, but his aim is too good and it just goes through the middle. 
The ring was made in the fires of Mount Doom. Only there can it be unmade. You have to put the ring in its cast and then sort of pour it up from there into the ladle. And while you're doing it, you have to walk backwards and sort of... One of you must do this. I, I do it, but I, um, I, I don't want to. One does not simply walk into Mordor. It's a barren wasteland, riddled with fire and ash and dust and fire. I said fire. The very air you breathe is a poisonous fume. It smells like farts and it tastes like farts. And there's lots of Lego on the ground and you keep stepping on it and you have to take your shoes off when you go in. Not with 10,000 men could you do this. Everyone starts being loud and arguing and Frodo starts getting a headache from all the bad vibes and it's like being at a gaff party at five in the morning when everyone's been on the bag for too long and no one's making any sense. I will take it. I will take the ring to Mordor. Though, I do not know the way. Also, it would be better if one of the fighty men took it because I am a small boy man who's never left his cuddle village before. I will help you bear this burden, Frodo Baggins, as long as it is yours to bear. If by my life or death I can protect you, I will. You have my sword. And you have my bow. And my... Oh, no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Legolas, can I borrow some money? I need to go buy a thing. And my horn. <laughs> Mr. Frodo is not going anywhere without me. His best friend, Ron Wise Weasley. All right. All in favor of this ragtag team of dirty boys taking the ring. Oi! Fantastic. The eyes have it. <laughs> no, no, let me finish. I was saying, I say no. Fabulous. We'll, uh, we'll make Mary and Pippin go as well, wherever they are. <laughs> Nine companions, so be it. You shall be the fellowship of the Lord of the Ring. Great. Where, where, where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to fucking murder Mountain Kid. Come on, keep up. Uh. And with that, they set off on their fabulous voyage. So long, Fellowship. Oh, well, I wonder what happened to that last bunch I sent to toss that evil bracelet into a tornado. <laughs> they really should be back by now. Nice to meet you all. It's taken us a long time to get here, but the Fellowship of the Ring is finally all set for a non-stop adventure. Unless anyone has anything more to say. Gandalf? Nope. Strider? Nope, I'm good. All right then, here we go. Wait a minute. Aren't you forgetting someone? Who said that? What? What? Hey doll, merry doll, ring a dong hello. Tom Bomb Jolly. Tom Bombadillo. Hey, 
Come, merry doll, dairy doll, my darling. Light goes the weather wind and the feathered starling. I'm sorry, what the fuck Down is Down along underhill, shining in the sunlight, waiting on the doorstep for the cold starlight. There my pretty lady is, river woman's daughter, slender as the willow wand, clearer than the water. Old Tom Bombadil, water lilies bringing, comes hopping home again. Can you hear him singing? Hey, come, Derry Doll, Derry Doll and Mary O, Gold Berry, Gold Berry, Mary Yellow Berry O. Poor old Willow Man, you took your roots away. Tom is in a hurry now. Evening will follow day. Tom's going home again. Water lilies bring. That was wonderful. Oh, well, that was essential. <laughs> Later, they chill on a mountaintop, drinking beer and shooting the shit. <laughs> Gandalf, we should pass through the mines of Moria. My cousin Balin would give us a royal welcome. He's got a man cave. <laughs> Reclining chair, football on the walls. No, girls, allowed. <laughs> no, Gimli, I would not take the road through Moria unless I had no other choice. Legolas looks up and sees an ominous cloud approaching. What, what is that? Nothing, it's just a bunch of birds. Wait a minute. There are no birds in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Get down! No! The Fellowship hide under rocks as a bunch of evil, spooky birds fly over. They're kind of like Norman Bates from the Hitchcock film Psycho, but in bird form. <laughs> Spies of Saruman, the passage south is being watched. We must, we must take the pass of Catharas. Oh, not the pass of Cathadras. Wait, what, 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 what's wrong? It's just not a great pass. The Fellowship attempt the pass. Now this mountain has a rich history and Tolkien wrote 14 poems about it, but alas, it is in the film but for two minutes. <laughs> so, Gandalf, you will try to lead them over Caradhras. And if that fails, where then will you go? If the mountain defeats you, will you risk a more dangerous road? What if you're forced to go down the wild Atlantic way? Just then, Saruman does some magic, and a massive blizzard descends on the group. Ice smashes around them, and it really draws into question the range of Saruman's abilities. Like, he's a hundred miles away, but he's... You know what? Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. He's trying to bring down the mountain. Gandalf, we must turn back. Let's call this whole thing off. I'm quite tired. No! We cannot pass over the mountains. Let's go under it. 
Let's go through the minds of my cousins. Let the ring bearer decide. Who, uh, me? I really shouldn't be the decider here. I mean, I don't know anything past the scarecrow. We cannot stay here. It mean the death of the hobbits. Wait, well, why just us? <laughs> well, you know, look at you. Frodo? I mean, I guess we'll go through the mines. So be it. Anything that goes down here is now all on you, Frodo. <laughs> they arrive at some sort of stupid riddle wall. The walls are Moria. Dwarf doors are invisible when closed. It's a massive fire hazard, if I'm honest. It reads, Lord of Moria, speak, friend, and enter. What do you suppose it means? It's me, Mary. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> Which one am I? Oh, it's quite simple. If you are a friend, you speak the password in Elvish, and the doors will open. All right, who speaks Elvis? I do. I didn't have it highlighted. I do. Uh, I'm all shook up. Oh, oh. Nothing but a handout. One for the money. With a crack, the door creaks open. They wander in. This place smells of skeletons. Way, way to go, Frodo. Gandalf leads them deep into the mines. I have no memory of this place because I've never been here before. <laughs> they stop and sit for hours while Gandalf scrolls through old messages to try and find the right directions. Oh, Gandalf, I wish the ring had never come to me. I wish none of this had happened. I wish nothing ever existed. <laughs> so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. You know, just live your life. Do the things that make you happy. Creativity means allowing yourself to make mistakes. Oh, it's this way. <laughs> He's remembered. No, but the air doesn't smell so foul down here. If in doubt, always follow your nose. Or your eyes if you have them. The fellowship travel down the stairs and away from Gandalf's farts. <laughs> they enter a massive underground hall that is populated with pillars as far as the eye can see. Gimli rushes forward and kneels by a tomb. No, 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 you maniacs! You blew it up! <laughs> Damn you. My elf senses tell me Gimli is sad. Gandalf reads the inscription. Here lies Balin, Lord of Moria, cousin of a fat idiot. <laughs> he is dead then, it's as I feared. Oh no, not Balin. He was my fourth favourite of the thirteen dwarves in The Hobbit. Feeling ignored, Pippin takes his angst out on a skeleton perched on the edge of a well. It falls, sending an extra-large clattering noise echoing through the mine. Fool of a took! I mean, tool of a fook! <laughs> Throw yourself in next time and rid us of your stupidity. And then pull yourself out in the bucket because we might need you later. Rising drums bang in the distance. They have a cave troll. 
The mines are really stepping up their game. Ah, uh, let them come. There's still one dwarf yet in Moria who still draws breath, am I right? <laughs> and there is one elf yet who still draws arrows. Huh? <laughs> do you get it? Because um, you, do, uh, you draw it in a bow. <laughs> A bunch of orcs enter the room, followed closely by the troll who manages to corner Frodo and stab him with a big spear. Frodo! The fellowship unite to kill the cave troll. Unbeknownst to them, he is the last of his kind. And thus, his language, culture, and the future of his very species dies with him. They approach Frodo. Frodo, oh no. (laughs) He's alive, just like Frankenstein. I'm all right. You should be dead. That spear would have skewered a wild boar. I think there's more to this hobbit than meets the eye. Just like Megatron. (laughs) Frodo reveals a sparkly, invincible vest that Bilbo gave him in a scene we cut. Mithril, you're full of surprises, Master Baggins. I am without a scratch, but my organs have been pulverized by the troll's incredible strength. <laughs> to the bridge of Kasatum! The fellowship legged down the Hall of Pillars, closely pursued by orcs. They make it far, but are soon surrounded because there's about 10 million orcs. Is this the end for our fateful fellowship? No. Because the orcs hear something and scamper off. What is this new devilry? A devil. A balrog. A demon of the ancient world. This foe is beyond any of you. Well, you don't know me. You haven't seen my character sheet. <laughs> but either way, your rolling wouldn't make much of a difference. Now run! Over the bridge! Gandalf turns and faces the beast on a spindly, single-file bridge that we can only assume the dwarf's built as a joke. (laughs) I am the servant of the secret fire, wielder of the flame of Anor, three years customer relations, proficient in Adobe Flash, an excellent team player. You shall not... In an unrelated incident, the bridge collapses as it is very old. The Balrog begins to fall. Yes, he has wings, but they are purely decorative. Going for a Hail Mary, he thrashes his whip upwards, lassoing Gandalf's ankle like some sort of flaming cowboy. Fly, you fools! Gandalf slips and falls. <laughs> Wizardless, yes, no. Okay. Don't get too sad. Wizardless, the fellowship piss out of the cave and wander around sadly until they get to a creepy Wookiee forest. I sense many trees. (laughs) 
stay close, young hobbits. They say that a great sorcerer lives in these woods, an elf witch of terrible power. All who look upon her fall under her spell. And my ox! <laughs> Gandalf's death will not be in vain. Nobody have us give up hope. You carry a heavy burden, Frodo. Don't carry the weight of the dead. Just leave them down and let them rot, you know? Just then, they're ambushed by a bunch of surfers and are led to their queen, Galadriel. She looks like Gwyneth Paltrow if she was sedated on her wedding day. The enemy knows you have entered here. Eight there are here, yet nine there were. If I take... Hello? If I... She's so magical. I know who it is. I know who that was. Eight there are here, yet nine there were. If I take two more away, how close are you to a dozen? Tell me, where is Gandalf? For I much desire to speak with him. I can no longer see him from afar. Did he fall off the horizon? <laughs> Gandalf the Grey did not pass the borders of this land. He has fallen into shadow. Oh. Well, I'll catch him another time. I, I was being delicate. No, he got smashed up by a demon. He's dead. The world has grown full of peril. And in all lands, love is now mingled with grief. Like tinder... Yet hope remains while the company is true. Does everyone talk like this? Jesus, how do you get anything done? <laughs> Welcome Frodo of the Shire, one who has seen the eye. Shwink. <laughs> Take some rest. These borders are well protected. I will find no rest here. I heard a voice inside my head. It said, you've made a lot of poor decisions and you're not as far along as you should be at this time in your life. That night, while everyone tries to sleep over the noise of harps and pan flutes, Frodo goes to a magic mirror, like in Harry Potter. Will you look into the mirror? Yeah, all right. What will I see? Yourself. Do you not know what mirrors are? Frodo takes a peek at the mirror. He sees the Shire, except on fire. Ah, spicy. I know what it is you saw, the fire Shire. <laughs> For it is also in my mind, it is what will come to pass if you should fail. The fellowship is breaking. It is already begun. Gimli resents having to play bass. And Boromir's solos are too long. He will try to take the ring. You know of whom I speak. One by one, it will destroy them all. If you ask it of me, I will give you the one ring. You offer it to me freely. Well, let's say like 200, I think. I do not deny that my heart has greatly desired this. In place of a dark lord, you would have a queen! Not dark, but beautiful and terrible as the dawn. All shall love me and despair. I won't be 
talked over at meetings. And I'll frequently be bumped up to business class. She settles down. <laughs> I pass the test. I will diminish and go into the West and remain Galadriel. I cannot do this alone. Maybe I should just go back to the Shire, let Middle-earth look after itself. But they need your help, Frodo. Well, I don't need them. But what about the single market, Frodo? <laughs> okay, I'll help. I'm not insane. <laughs> you are a ring-bearer, Frodo. To bear a ring of power is to be alone. But remember, even the smallest person can change the course of the future. Remember, Frodo, with great ring comes great ring-a-dingle-ding. <laughs> Later, at Isengard, Saruman is overlooking some weird farming. Goblins dig gooey sacks out of the ground. <laughs> out of these... <laughs> out of these burst the Orakai. Do you know how the orcs first came into being? They were elves once, taken by the dark powers, mutilated and tortured, my fighting Orakai. We grow you from the ground. You're sort of like muscly potatoes. <laughs> Whom do you serve? Saruman! Brilliant, that's me. <laughs> One of the halflings carries something of great value. Bring them to me alive and unspoiled. Kill the others. Meanwhile, the Fellowship gang are all leveling up. Okay, hobbits, uh, you can choose between either a boost in mana or agility. This is elvish way bread. One small bite is enough to fill the stomach of a grown man. Eat just a little and you'll never get hungry. Amazing! They're, um, diet pills. <laughs> and Gimli? I, I want nothing except to look upon the Lady of Galadrim one last time, for she is more fair than all the jewels beneath the earth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just return this awesome hammer. Oh, no, hang on, please! <laughs> No. I also have the Yankee Candle of Denedrum, <laughs> Travel Scrabble of Isadul, Virgoth's Calculator, and to you, Aragorn, I have nothing greater to give than the gift you already bear. Your own limbs. Ooh, so long. Farewell, Frodo Baggins. I give you the light of Arendril, our most beloved star. May it be a light for you in dark places when all other lights go out even those long-lasting LED bulbs. <laughs> you shall see me again, Frodo, in Ocean's Eight. <laughs> they leave with all this lovey-dovey prize giveaway hokum in tiny canoes. Later, they make camp. Sean Boromir Bean gets Frodo alone. 
None of us should wander alone. You least of all. So much depends on you, Frodo. There are other ways. Frodo, other paths we might take. Like the one over there. I know what you say. And it would seem like wisdom, but for the warning in my heart. My heart says you're creepy. <laughs> and then it goes, bup, bup. I bup, ask bup. only for the strength to defend my people. If you would but lend me the ring, I'll give it back with interest. 50% or another ring. No. Why do you recoil? I'm no thief. I prefer the term stealist. You are not yourself. You're a bad bean. What chance do you think you have? They will find you. They will take the ring and you will beg for death before the end. Listen, Frodo, I don't want to be mean here, but you're a bit, you know. I do. See that? You got a lot that's going on. It should be mine. Give it to me. No, get your own ring. Give me the ring. Frodo slips the ring on, triggering stealth mode. He kicks Boromir and runs away. Uh, I see your mind. You will take the ring to Sauron. You will betray us. Curse you. Curse you and all the halflings. Oh, I'm sorry, Frodo. I know you're not supposed to say halflings anymore. I apologize. Frodo. <laughs> and he's gone. Damn it, Boromir. Why are you so bad at this friends thing? <laughs> it's probably because you always try and steal their rings. Frodo runs off and bumps into Aragorn. Frodo, hey, I was just thinking about you. Where's the ring? Where's old Ringo? Stay away! Frodo, I swore to protect you. Can you protect me from yourself? Yeah, it'd be easy. I know all his moves. Would you destroy the ring? I mean, yeah, maybe. Yeah, probably, definitely. I would have gone with you to the end into the very fires of Mordor, and then killed you and taken the ring. Look after the others, especially Sam. He will not understand. I keep telling him that we're taking a trip up a taking a ring up the volcano, but he doesn't listen. He just keeps telling me he loves me or talking about potatoes. Aragorn sees that Frodo's dagger is glowing. Frodo, turn your lightsaber off and get out of here. Orcs are coming. Frodo flees like the coward he is. Aragorn waits for the Orakai to finish their hacker and then and then kills like 40 of them. Merry and Pippin get hobnapped and the rest of the fellow boys bosh in and they all rock about and kill some orcs. But Boromir is shot with an unhealthy amount of arrows. Uh. They took the little ones. Be still, be still. Every time you move, the arrows bounce around and it's distractingly comical. <sighs> don't, don't, please don't. Frodo, where is Frodo? I let Frodo go, do. <laughs> he wasn't working out. I'm taking the fellowship in a new direction. West. Forgive me, I failed you. No, poor man. You fought bravely. You've kept your honor. You're only a bit of an asshole. Like, like two arrows, asshole. You didn't deserve all this. I swear to you, I will not let the White City fall, nor our people fail. Our people? For Gondor, James? No, for me.
Boromir dies, like it was foretold in the Bean Prophecy. <laughs> Meanwhile, Frodo is getting into a raft alone with all of the group's supplies. <laughs> Sam catches up with him. Frodo, don't go alone. I'll no. come with you. No, Sam, you're a big fat nuisance. <laughs> Sam bumblefucks into the water after Frodo's boast. <laughs> Go back, Sam. I'm going to Mordor alone, and you don't know anyone there, so you'll be hanging off me all night. Uh, I'm coming with you. You can't swim, Sam. Please go home, Sam. You're starting to embarrass yourself. I love you, Frodo. <laughs> Sam starts crying and drowning at the same time. And it's very sad and pathetic, and Frodo just drags him into the boat because he can't watch it anymore. I made a promise, Mr. Frodo. A promise. Don't you leave him, Samwise Gamgee. Don't you do it, Sam. You're not gonna let another rookie die on your watch. <laughs> and I don't mean to. Oh, Sam, we gotta get you some help. <laughs> Hurry! Frodo and Sam have reached the eastern shore. Leave them. You mean not to follow them? Frodo's fate is no longer in our hands. Then it's all been in vain. The fellowship has failed. Well, what about those two other hobbits? I mean, can finding them be our new thing? I don't think the fellowship should be one thing, you know? We need to build the brand. We can defend other types of jewelry. We can uh, be the fellowship of this cool stick I found. Hey, give me that stick. No, we must throw it in a volcano! <laughs> I wish this stick had never come to us. We do not choose our own path. Later, Frodo and Sam float down the river. I don't suppose we'll ever see them again. We may yet, Mr. Frodo. We may yet. Oh, Sam, you truly are the Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> the end! Wow. I mean... What a resolution, am I right? Thank God, because I couldn't stand another fucking minute of this fantasy nonsense. But we'll see you after the break. <laughs> Hello, friends. This is Stephen from Dream Gun, and we have shows on sale in Dublin and London right now. We are home in Dublin this June the 15th to the 17th with updated film reads of The Matrix, Jurassic Park, and Titanic at Smock Alley Theatre. Featuring the award-winning ensemble of Tony Cantwell, Ronan Carey, Stephen Culver, that's me, Finbar Doyle, Hannah Manless, Aaron McGathy, and Edwin Salmon. Uh, the show's at Smock Alley Theatre, and tickets are on sale right now. Head to dreamgun.ie forward slash tickets. Meanwhile in London, we are now performing every month at 21 Soho with a different film read every month and different guests joining us on the stage. This month's London film is Batman Begins, but if you're in the future, it's probably a different film and you can find out which one at dreamgun.ie forward slash tickets. <laughs> 